Yeah, it's about you. Okay. Don't worry about any of that. Technical shit. Alright. <laughs> We're gonna delve into the Make sure I didn't leave any vibrators or anything laying out on the windshield that's kind of in the backdrop or something. <laughs> so prints off the windshield. What is it? It's Tuesday. And we are back between two yeses on December 19th, 2017. And to us in Florida, this is just another Tuesday, right? Absolutely. Another Tuesday on the front of the yacht, sunset. Snow just, blizzards. As I heard it snowing somewhere and I've seen it on TV. I've but seen it on TV. I, and I feel sorry for him, but, you know, it's not here. Not here. No, no. So we're, we're here today with Shane Sherman. Nice to see you again, Pleasure. Sir. Yes, sir. And we met a couple of days ago. Yes, yes. Um, I believe a rather unique experience for your first yeah. time. Yeah. And he was like, hey. Did you get pictures? I'm like, yeah. And then, uh, and then you ended up with what? A hundred mile an hour boat ride and uh, a bikini model, and uh, uh, I think we snuck onto some government property. That, shh, did that. We got yeah, close. Not, we got close. Close, and got some photographs <laughs> up at Lighthouse, and uh, and then here we are in the front of the yacht. Yeah. So this is your home. Yes, this is my house. Okay. So I'm a liveaboard full-time captain here in Miami. Miami, Miami. Hold on, right, yep. crack a beer, because yeah. it's 5 o'clock. It's definitely 5 o'clock here, five and anywhere else we can find, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Completely except for the people in the snow. Completely It's not 5 o'clock yet. That's right. <laughs> so you're... This isn't your... Do you personally own this boat? No. I'm, I'm the hired captain. Okay. So I take care of it for the owners. They're uh, a couple out of the Midwest up in Ohio. And oh, okay. they come down 8, 10 times a year. And then we do some day chartering and some short-term stuff over to the Bahamas. And, uh, and I'm in charge of the boat, so I take, care of, I take care of all the business according to the boat, you know, maintenance, uh, the paperwork required to get all of our licensing, all that stuff, and then, uh, and then I operate the boat and take care of additional crew and, and then entertain the uh, guests when they come on board. So you get the ultimate, uh, the ultimate experience, don't you? You're in, pretty much living on land. Montes is right there. Yeah, I mean, people ask Miami me, I, I'm from the Midwest, so as we mentioned, the snow, it, it's cold up in Missouri where I'm from <laughs> right now. And I'll bring friends down here that have never came down. They just look around. They're like, okay, now I understand why you're not coming home. I'm like, yeah, yeah at least now you get it. And, <laughs> Where Wisconsin? Uh, Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Missouri right. uh, just outside of St. Louis. But I grew up boating on Lake of the Ozarks, which was a little 100-mile uh, lake in the middle of the state. Um, but I came here in 1998 in my powerboat, and I went on an event with Florida Powerboat Club. And I remember... Oh, with Stu? With Stu. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. He's our American dad. Yeah, very, very small to the, club to, at the, to the um, to the importance of the one dollar bill. Yes, yes, yes. And, and which There's a hundred Wonsley. Exactly. Or four. You'll find out later. That's right, that's right. Uh, I remember turning my powerboat around right over there at that fuel dock in 1998. I looked around and I'm like, I gotta figure out a way to live here. And, uh, you know, of course at the time I was young and you know, all about, you know, corporate and climbing the corporate ladder and a wife and two and a half kids and, or what is that, two and a half cars and two kids and a picket fence and all that stuff. And uh, Is that what you had? Yeah. Okay. And then the housing market crashed and I was chin deep in it. And I kind of sat back and reevaluated. I'm like, you know, all I've ever did is work hard enough to have a bigger, faster, newer, whatever boat. All yeah. I want to do is be on the boat. And so I started looking into my licensing, which I've been boating since I was born. My grandfather had boats, my, my, my mom and dad had boats, and uh, I just fell in love. And once I adjusted from the income of corporate to this, I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do 98% of the time anyway, and I'm getting paid to do it. Well, that's the thing. So what were you doing before? Uh, finance and insurance in uh, corporate. Uh, I, did, uh, I specialized in marketing for the bank and insurance business towards the end. 
and I had a, uh, I've had an insurance brokerage license since 96. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And I had about three <laughs> flip houses I was working on right when it all started the downward God slide. Almighty. So you were really going for it. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had rolled all the dice for one last cash in and I was hoping it was gonna be a nice seven figure payday and uh, this tattoo, I don't know if you can see it on the camera or not, but it's dice with flames. And it stands for don't bet on the come because you'll get burned. As in, as soon as I sell that house, I got a couple million dollars coming, I'm set. Don't bet on the come, you're going to get burned. And I did. The market went and I had to sell my boats and all that stuff and, and just rebuild. Blimey. So. And so the 1998, 98? 98 was when I first came here. Oh, okay. And decided I got to figure out a way to live here. So it wasn't until another 10, And then about years. 08, 09-ish, when okay. the crash happened, like, sorry, the, the light went on and said, okay, chasing this corporate dream is nice, but it's just a means for me to go boating. Yeah. I'm like, all I want to do is go boating. That's all I want to do. <laughs> and so I started looking into boating careers. And uh, So this, what was your first job? Uh, I actually had a customer in, uh, a, a mutual friend in Missouri. Uh, he had boats up there. There's and a lot of power boaters in Missouri, aren't there? Tons. It, it's kind of the mecca of the, is of that, the world. Why is that? Because the water is perfect. No, because the boats are down here. Not really. It's just uh, it just kind of has worked out that way. It's there's nothing quite like that little lake up there in Missouri. Um, we got like a hundred bars inside of a thirty mile radius, all floating docks, all fresh water, um, and two months to enjoy it. Uh, about five, five and a half. Oh, okay. I was actually just on the phone with a customer from up there before you guys showed up, and we were talking about how the lake has grown into a nine or ten month spot instead of a four or five month spot because the off-water activities have grown over the years huh. versus it just being a, a weekend spot that it, it's fed off of st louis and kansas city that those two metropolitan cities the the, the people hit the lake on the weekends and uh, over the years you know franchise restaurants started coming in fancier golf courses bigger shopping malls just more things to do off of the water and you can really i mean if you don't mind the cold it's a nice place to be year-round, but it's still, I mean, the lake will still freeze. It still snows up there, and I'm out. I'm done. Okay, so just jumping quickly for subject, the, the, the Netflix program, Ozarks. Uh-huh. Are you sick of it? No, I loved it. I wait, watched wait, okay. it in detail. All my friends have watched it, referred it to everybody. We all love it. We can't wait for the next episode to come out. Okay. And then my friends who all work local that have seen them there, filming some shots and stuff, it just, everybody loves it. it uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of people said, like, oh, it depicts us as being hillbillies. I'm like... Well, kind of are. <laughs> so get over it because <laughs> if, you, if you get outside of the realm of it and what the show is, is really about, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of characters at that lake over the years because... And bodies do wash up all the time. I mean, you know, the Kansas City Mafia was really big in Vegas's up-and-coming days. Well, Kansas City is only 160 or 70 miles from Lake of the Ozarks. And a lot of those affluent mafiosos had homes down there. Now, I haven't looked at every inch of the bottom of the lake, and I don't want to see it drained, but I got a pretty good idea. There's a lot of concrete blocks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As uh, Pesci says in his movie, a lot of the problems, town's problems are buried in the desert, and a lot of the problems are at the bottom of that lake. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, okay, so you started here. Um, February will be four times full-time living on board a yacht in the marina. So you got the, the, the perfect job pretty much out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, it was a this little, marina. This marina, one dock over. So you've been here for February will be four years. So oh, four years, three okay. and three quarters years right now. Uh, okay. But uh, we started talking. Yeah. So I had a mutual friend in Missouri who introduced me to a guy. They had brought him down and stayed on a friend's boat, and he's like, "I want to take a boat to Miami," and 
I literally spent months trying to talk the guy out of it because I had heard the story two or three times and, and I was tired of it. I had already went back and re-upped my insurance license. I had done everything except for rent office space. I mean, I had furniture, I had employees, I had everything in line. And he just kept on and kept on and kept What's on. Was down here or up there now? It was up in Missouri. I was, right, okay. I was gonna forego the boat dream and go back to insurance and buy my own boats again. And he just oh, kept blind. on, okay. kept on, kept on. So finally I agreed. And, uh, and it was a great decision because we did that boat for about three and a half years. And uh, he decided to sell the boat and move up to a bigger one. And he's shopping for boats now. And that's how I came to be on this boat now with the new owners. Huh. Um, and uh, here, so. It's nice how, I was speaking to a captain the other day and um, he had had the same, he had been on the same boat, the same, the same boat, the same owners for 31 years. That's amazing. That's very unheard of in this I'm industry. Just like, my God, and he's, he's of that, he was 67, I think. Mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, oh, we are the same age. Uh, I'm early 40s. Yeah, we're similar. If any of the girls are watching, I'm 34. <laughs> and uh, we, 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 that, that idea that you just stick with one job, one person for 30 odd years is unheard of nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I, I just commented to someone the other day, my grandfather, one job, 48 years, missed two days of work. Yeah, my grand, my great grandfather, no, great great grandfather, worked in a bank. Mm -hmm. Got the job first day out of um, school. Hated it all his life. Never left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just read on Facebook today, somebody had gotten a job application at their at their business, and uh, a friend of mine in the finance industry, and the applicants could not string together 14 months of consistent employment at one job over the last six years. And he said, that's all he gets. He says, they just, just hop, 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 and there's no consistency. He's like, how do I put my resources and effort into hiring you if you're going to jump ship in 12 months because somebody else offered you a new iPhone or you know, yeah. $5 more? And you know, I think that goes back to me chasing my dream of doing what you love. I mean, if you're doing what you love, you're not really working. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've worked my butt off. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. I don't dare put a pin to the number of hours versus the pay because it wouldn't add yeah. up. But no, it's, it's always worrying when you do that. Yeah, that's what I earned, and that's how long it took me. To... Right. Jeez, but if I age. wasn't earning it, <laughs> I'd be somewhere else doing something I didn't like, earning the money to come yeah. do this anyway. So I might as well be doing what I like to do and get paid. Bloody hell! So you, you charter the boat out on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's a half day, a full day. Type yep, thing? four hour, eight hour charters is pretty normal. Um, we have a charter coming up. We're going to do seven days in Bimini over the New Year's holiday. Oh, that's bad luck. Yeah. God, yeah. blimey. Horrible. So what, come on, you must have some stories. This is Miami, after oh, all. Oh, yeah, it just... What um, can we say without um, um, getting anybody into uh, legal issues? I think one of my favorite stories, uh, two of my favorite stories, I had a very prominent first baseman for a certain Boston baseball team on board. Okay. I could tell he was probably an athlete, but I was guessing an offensive lineman or a basketball player from many years ago. And he was sitting there talking to me. He goes, yeah, when I retire, I think I'm about getting me a boat. I'm like, oh, retire from, he goes, when I retire from playing ball. I'm like, oh, what kind of ball do you play? And he kind of looks at me like I was being, you know, a, a little bit of a smart aleck. And I didn't know. I mean, I don't follow sports that well. He goes, oh, I play baseball. I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. And do you enjoy it? And we talked and this and that. And uh, that was a really neat story because I think he was taken back that I didn't know who he was, which when I Googled him, he's, he's a big deal. And even... But, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I probably and wouldn't know anyway. I, I mean, I spent the whole day with him. I didn't know he was. And <laughs> that's always the funnest part to me is like, we had uh, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers and a couple of the actresses from Game of Thrones on board. I had no clue who they were. 
Not the Miley Cyrus? No, uh, Zana or play Zana on. Is there a Zana on Game of Thrones? I don't watch it. I don't know. They look like normal people to me. Yeah. I had a great day with them. Was she tall or short? Tall, very skinny. Very, very tall? Mm. So that's Gwen, that's a friend of mine. Maybe six foot? No, Gwen. Dating one of the Jonas Brothers. They, all the paparazzi showed up in the parking lot when we got right, back. okay. <laughs> and then a couple days later on the, on the gossip websites and stuff, they announced that they were dating. Okay. Um, but I had no clue who they were. And, you know, that, that's always funny because they love it because they're, they can get away from all of it. Yeah. And I don't know who they are. I mean, I'm that's in my own of, little bubble here. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> one of the advantages of being. But I think the best story of all, it was either my first or second charter ever. I had a linebacker for a football team on board, and he had his cousins and friends and stuff. And they partaked in quite a bit of alcohol that day. I had to carry him up the dock. He's a pretty good-sized guy. I mean, he's a linebacker in the NFL. But none of the other guys could help. They weren't big enough to carry him. So I carried him. He came back the next day just, I mean, just apologetic. Looks he's like, like 250, 300 pounds. I, I'd say he went 220 or 230. Jeez. And, uh, you know, just super apologetic. He's like, I am so sorry. I don't, I'm like, as I long as you had fun, that's all I care about. He goes, I have the time of my life. I'm like, well, then that's all I care about. <laughs> so uh, that's always a good time. Uh, as recently as, so what is today, Tuesday? Yeah. Saturday we brought uh, the young lady you met. Had never been on an airplane before in her life. But she flew down from the Midwest. What? Uh, did the photo shoot. Okay, so this yeah. was Rachel. We'll, we'll flash up a couple of... Um, Photos of Rachel. Rachel's... Um, yeah. Mass. <laughs> Sets. Assets. Assets. Yeah. Assets. And so, never been on a plane. Never been on a plane. Never seen Miami. She had driven to the beach once, seen Panama City Beach. That was it. So when you're thinking the farmer's daughter, you know, the little girl who never got out, this was her. Except for she looked like she belonged on the cover of a magazine. Oh, this ought to be humorous if they see us. These are some of my friends, and I can tell they are liquored up. So <laughs> They're coming uh, in hard. Yeah, they're coming in hot. I hope they don't notice. Uh, we're <laughs> under the radar so far. So we're doing good. Um, so, how did you meet so, them? Uh, and we're not under the radar no more. <laughs> It just follows him, tits and ass. <laughs> so uh, Rachel flies down. Never been on an airplane, never nothing. And that group of friends, uh, we took her out to Club 11 till about 2.30 in the morning. He went to 11, of course. And of course I think that was a several thousand dollar night. And she had never been to one of those clubs either. God almighty. And then we ended you, did up. Did you break her? I, I don't think she's not going to be right again. <laughs> There's no way she can look at normal life and think this is going to be okay. She joined the 100 mile an hour club. 100 mile an hour club, yeah. Got on an airplane, went to Club 11 front row for about two hours at the stage. Um, and then after, the ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just stacks of them, just peeling them off, like, just nonstop. Just, so she had a ball. And then we go to Club Story at about 2.30 in the morning, and Ja Rule was playing, which we didn't know. But anyway, so we go in for that, and I think we got back to the boat a little after 5 a.m. Oh, we went to Big Pink for the obligatory chicken and waffles at 4.45 a.m., I think. Good Lord. So, yeah, yeah, okay, so you gave the proper Miami experience. Yeah, I want to make sure she remembered this trip the rest of her life. Blimey. And so she's going to be on the on what magazine? Uh, speedonthewater.com. Uh, they do a monthly uh, online magazine, and then they okay. do an annual print magazine. And uh, she'll, the, she'll be the model in the print magazine. I, do, I help do an event with uh, Alvin Heathman in Missouri called Super Cat Fest. We gather up all of the newest, fastest 
latest and greatest catamarans in the world show up for this event. There's about 40 of them. I mean, we have a special dock we had built for uh, one of our clients to land his helicopter on that matches his catamaran. So he lands the helicopter on the boat dock. And we have a, just a magnificent <laughs> that's what, event. That's what's amazing Missouri. about these um, fast boat guys is they are, they are really well. It's new wealth, yes. tends to be. Uh, mainly from what plumbing, building, blue collar, a lot of blue collar stuff. A lot of blue collar uh, the guys. crowd that just went by yelling in the background. He's self-made, uh, makes airplane windshields. Started out repairing airplane windshields, now he manufactures them. Uh, so a lot of the windshields, like you what, see what here. Was that, like a forty-foot cigarette. So that was console? forty-foot cigarette center console, and he's got his uh, seventy-two-footer over there. A million. No, that one. Uh, you know, that one new is about a half a million dollar boat. Oh, okay. But his yacht sitting over there is probably about four million. Oh, so he's got a boat as well. Yeah, he's got a seventy-two foot yacht over there. And he there. started making windshield, fixing yeah. windshields. At the, in his late twenties. And then he's got two skater catamarans, like what you were on the other day. Yeah, two. Um, two, a, a big one, and a little one, because you need two. <laughs> and then and another then the sixty foot yacht up on the lake at home. From and repairing then, oh, windshields. And then a thirty-five foot cigarette on the lake at home too. Yeah. God. And the nice, some of the nicest people in the world. It's just, yeah. it's amazing to me. I mean, the large yacht over there that you can't see in the picture, uh, the founder of Jimmy John's. And it's a $150 million yacht from sandwiches. It's amazing. So if people are watching this from back home, the, the, the op, well, it's not really opulence. It's just using your money. Because, I mean, if, you, if it was, well, it is opulence, I guess, in a way, but it, it, it's, what else are you going to I mean, there's about? a lot of really cool stuff here. I had an opportunity this summer to go work in the Middle East um, for a very oh, affluent nice. family. It's kind of, I have a non-disclosure on that, so I can't discuss, okay. but uh, the owner recently Dish purchased a, uh, a very <laughs> multi-million dollar Da Vinci painting for his yacht, and uh, the yacht was to the tune of around a half a billion. Okay. That's a billion with a B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you, they bought... You, you, you they bought three, it, huh? They bought three speedboats, and I went over to operate the speedboats. Oh, okay. Um, so that was a whole new level for me. That, so how did they find you? Uh, Facebook, of all things. The they put an ad on Facebook looking for someone with high performance experience, and I replied, and I kind of blew them off for the first few months because I thought it was just a hoax, and I realized it wasn't a hoax. It was legit. Good lord. Yeah. Yep. I, again, this is another great thing about this industry is it's it's a it's like a funnel of the world's best entrepreneurs, yes. princes, cheeks, and so on, rock stars, and that, absolutely they all come and yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's a unique industry. It, it's you know I have a lot of friends that are in the manufacturing aspect of it and, and different parts of it, and they'll always try to bring people in to help efficiency if add efficiency to their process. And nothing from any other walk of life can make sense in this industry. But yeah. it, it makes sense to me because I've yeah. done it my whole life. I mean, when I specialized in insurance, I specialized in marine insurance. When I got started in finance, I started in marine finance and switched over to um, housing and commercial finance. But I always kept my insurance license. And, uh, and I still do consult now for uh, high-performance marine insurance and commercial marine insurance. So you were really busy. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. It either rains or it pours or it's a dry spell. I, I can't have just a steady flow. <laughs> like this morning, I thought I was going to get up, get all my work done by about 11.30 and go boating with them. Right. And I was struggling to get back here in time to interview with you. <laughs> Good so. Lord. So the owners of this boat, what do they do? Um, multiple different things, but property is, is property. how they've accumulated their wealth. Yep. Blimey. Okay, and plans for you in the future? Same, continue on? 
Yeah, I mean, if I ever switch anything in the marine industry, I like doing deliveries. So I've done three deliveries from here to Texas. Um, uh, I, I've taken a couple, uh, one trip from Lake Michigan all the way down to here through the river system, right down the middle of the country. That was a very what neat... What was that, like a two-week? 19 days. We weren't pushing it. You can do it a little faster if you're pushing it, but enjoy the ride. I mean, that's yeah. what it's there for. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I think I want to go to a bigger boat sometimes, but then I think I don't because I talk to those captains and like, no, you, <laughs> you don't, don't, you don't want the politics of it. And, yeah. and and I seen a little bit of that when I was on the ship I was on overseas was, I mean, it was a big boat, a lot of crew. We had 400 crew between the fleet. And, you know, the captain was a lot of times an HR manager and, uh, and not doing captain stuff and. I like doing the captain yeah. stuff as long as I physically can. I mean, and so it's just you running this entire boat? Uh, no, I mean, I'll bring on a stewardess and sometimes a first mate if we're doing charters. Okay. But on a day-to-day basis, it's just me. Um, you know, if we, if we get a lot of repairs that have to be done or something, I'll have to bring somebody in because I can't keep up with the, the general maintenance and the repairs. But, uh, you know, and that's a little bit of a learning curve for me because my last boat was only a 64-footer. I'm sorry, 54-footer. And I can manage it by myself. This is 70. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, I got three extra bedrooms, I have three extra bathroom or heads, um, you know, and just that much more boat, and it just takes that much more time, which I'm quickly figuring out sometimes I run out of. <laughs> but at the uh, end of the day, I'm still looking at this. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm looking so, at. So, unfortunately, you can't see the Miami skyline, because you couldn't get the angling, but it's over there. <laughs> well, thank you very uh, much. Yes, appreciate Pleasure it. Pleasure to meet yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um... Yeah, we, we live, like, two blocks that way, so... So, you know, I mean, you're, you guys are down. You get the, the whole yeah. gist of the scene. Yeah, we do. It's, yeah. Uh, I'd uh, never heard of Sophie until I lived here. Somebody said, oh, you live both. in the Sophie district, oh, south of Fifth. Oh. I didn't know that was a big deal. <laughs> Apparently it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we're just... What are we on, ninth? Yeah, so we're four blocks fourth. Yeah, I had... I, we had boated in and out of here on vacations every November for years, and I'd never heard of that, but... Apparently, when you tell the girls at the nightclub where you live, they like that. So, <laughs> well, no, they're not—they're not girls. They're—they're they're girls for hire. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, South of Fifth. South of Fifth. Right. Yes, by all means. That's an extra zero. It's like when you're West Palm, you tell them you're staying at the Breakers. Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? The Breakers. Okay. <laughs> you want to get down to that end of the bar? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So. Dear Lord. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, a lot of people give. You know, they say the word "living your dream." I'm living my dream. I mean, I remember as a kid telling my mom, "Hey." I want to live on a boat in Florida. Oh, you're nuts. That's crazy. You're not living on a boat in Florida. Hi, Mom. <laughs> living on a boat in Florida. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm assuming you you got divorced. Yep. Yeah. Married six months to an incredible woman who I wasn't quite ready for. And uh, and that's okay. It all worked out. And, She's uh, back up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm not ready to get married again. <laughs> No, you're already, you know, 34. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah there's no time to settle. No I mean, you know, a few more things I need to get out of my system. I'm going to travel and do some stuff. The cigarette, yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. Very much so.